Hi everyone, thanks to the marvels of modern life, you are somehow right now in this moment listening to me, James Eek, blasting your eardrums with episode 113, season 3 of the ever awesome, or at least we try. Hey, but not as awesome as you are for listening to it, Warrior's Way podcast. Dun, da, da, da. This is where there would be some cool intro music, some awesome sound effects, and a live streaming video if we had any sort of budget. <laughs> but we don't. It's free, so you get what you pay for, I guess. Anyhow. Speaking of getting what you pay for... <laughs> that's a segue. Uh, speaking of, what you get, getting what you pay for, you might want to think about joining me for some awesome martial arts, fitness, meditation, and other awesome cool stuff that's something i'm pretty proud of called the warrior's way online training program this is something that i've been working on for i guess it's been over a year now it's a subscription-based online training virtual dojo with me that allows me to show you all the cool tricks and tips and ideas that i use to train in the martial arts that I've been doing for all these past 40 years or more, which seems like a long time now that I'm saying it. Man. Anyways, it's stuff like that I do to stay fit and active, and uh, you get some pretty decent instruction in the get, how to get a meditation practice going, breath work, you name it. There are online classes that you get every week, that I'm pretty proud of. It's a fusion program made of about 10 different martial arts that I've put together over the years. And I think it, it's really, uh, really fun and cool and everybody seems to like it. There are a ton of other instructional videos and depending on the membership tier that you subscribe to, you can even train one-on-one -on -one virtually with me and you get a tailor-made program that I'll put together for you. And we check in with each other and do some other stuff together online. Or you can get the most affordable option that's like 16 bucks a month and it gives you the martial arts fusion class every week. And you get a ton of knowledge bombs dropped on you. So drop me a message and... You can track me down on either Facebook or Instagram. We can figure out what works for you. I'd love to see you working on the program. And if you love what we do here at the Warriors Way podcast, it's just a great way for you to ensure that, uh, you know, we still have this thing going in another 113 episodes. Holy smokes. That's a lot of episodes. I've been doing this for a while. Anyhow, you can find the Warriors Way online training program and our awesome podcast website that I've made myself. Thank you very much. Um, and you can find the portal to the online training there as well. And, by the way, you can find written transcripts of my two cents of this and most of Season three's podcast. So if you like reading, just head on over to warriorsway.ca. That's www.warriorsway.ca. Check it out now. Or maybe wait till the podcast is done. <laughs> oh, and one quick blast before we get this thing going. If you haven't yet, get yourself vaccinated against COVID. 
Be smart. It doesn't matter how young you are or how old you are, you need to get this vaccine. It is the best bet for us to get through this, get it over, get it done, and to move on with life. Think about yourself, if that's what you need to do, but think about others, okay? That's the key thing. We want to make sure that we're doing what's best for everyone. Get yourself vaccinated. And let's get this going. This post-pandemic summer is evidently expected to be one long orgiastic reunion. After which, once that's out of our system, it's back to work, back to school, and to what we used to call normal. And if the pandemic had ended, say, last June... After a couple months of lockdown, we probably would have returned to our lives with relief and jubilation, but after over a year in isolation, I at least have gotten acclimated to a different existence. Quieter, calmer, and almost entirely devoid of BS. If you'd told me last March 2020 that quarantine would last more than a year, I would have been appalled. I can't imagine how I would have reacted if you had told me once it ended that I was going to miss it. For the last year, a friend recently wrote to me, a lot of us have been enjoying unaccustomed courtesy and understanding from the world. When people asked how you were doing, no one expected you to say, fine. Instead, they asked, how are you holding up? And you'd answer, well, you know. That you know encompassed a lot that was left unspoken. Deteriorating mental health, physical atrophy, creeping alcoholism, unraveling marriages, touch starvation, collapse of democracy, anxiety, boredom, loneliness, solitary rages, and despair. You could admit that you'd accomplished nothing this week and nothing all this year. Having gotten through another day was a perfectly respectable achievement. I considered it a pass-fail year. And anything you had to do to get through it, from indulging in inappropriate crushes, strictly temporary addictions, really bad television, it was all an acceptable cost of psychological survival. Being unable to deal was a legitimate excuse for failing to answer emails, missing deadlines, or declining invitations. Everyone recognized that the situation was simply too much to be born without occasionally going to pieces. This has, in fact, always been the case. We were just finally allowed to admit it. That grace period is almost at an end. That dread specter of normality looms. Unlike a lot of people, I was never terrified of going broke or getting evicted. The flimsy twin pillars of my existence were government loans and a way more successful friend's apartment. I was also inessential. And so I've been sitting in the same room for the past year. After so long spent doing nothing, the prospect of having to do things, again, is daunting. 
My new tolerance for human interaction maxes out at about two hours, after which I start getting secretly antsy to be alone on the couch watching TV again. I'm reminded of a film I once saw of a captive gorilla being released back into the wild, huddled away from the open door, afraid to leave the safety of its cage. Before the pandemic shattered my attention span, I was halfway through Thomas Mann's The Magic Mountain, which would have made uncannily apt quarantine reading. It's a novel about a young man just graduated from college and about to commence his career who goes to visit a cousin who has tuberculosis in a sanatorium in the Alps for a couple of weeks, and he ends up staying for seven years. One reason he stays, clearly, is that he prefers life at the sanatorium to life down below. It is, as the title suggests, an otherworldly realm outside of normal time. I've always loved weekends and summers, those officially sanctions respites from productivity. And this year has been like one long Sunday afternoon. Society suspended. Life on hiatus. It felt like being off stage or hanging out in the kitchen at a party. My circadian cycle ran amok and I stayed up long after midnight when the world wasn't watching and tried to sleep through the mornings when I used to write. I liked listening to the warm, amniotic thrum of the dishwasher. Like the sound of the car engine when you were a kid nodding off in the back seat knowing the grown-ups would get you safely home. I was grateful for debilitating blizzards and cold snaps when no sane person would venture outdoors. And recently, it was oppressively nice out, hot and sunny, and I never left the apartment. I've come to love the darkness, snug in my cocoon. Yeah, some of this I know is symptomatic of depression, currently a secondary pandemic, a societal sequel to COVID-19. I've had episodes of depression before, and although I now have a cushion of experience to handle them, I know they're ephemeral. I know how to endure them and crawl out again. They're harder to come back from every time. Not because of their pernociousness or tenacity, but because of their allure. The sirens of solitude, idleness, and nihilism are becoming harder to resist. Once, years before the pandemic, when I had the flu and was laid up in bed watching movies and drinking Theraflu, it took me a couple of weeks to realize that I was no longer sick. I had just grown accustomed to the flu lifestyle. I had an excuse to indulge the pleasures of slovenly indolence with a clear conscience. I understand there's a guy inside me who wants to lay in bed, smoke pot all day, and watch cartoons and old movies, Anthony Bourdain once wrote. My whole life has been a series of stratagems to outwit that guy. When I was younger, I had more incentive to thwart my own sloth and return to the productive world. I had ambitions yet to achieve but I've since achieved a lot of those ambitions, and in the past year, they have all evaporated as if they'd never happened. I know from experience that I can, with great effort and discipline, claw my way back to a baseline. Let's say I do. 
I get off the couch, turn off the TV, start writing again, apply for teaching jobs, get another book contract. What couch guy wants to know is, what's my reward for all of that? What's the big payoff? Will it be anything as good as lying on the couch watching TV? Sometime in this past year, I just stopped caring. And I know I can't quite remember how you trick yourself into starting again. You lure yourself into any major undertaking, a vocation, a marriage, a life with certain hubristic delusions. I will be rich and famous. I will be happy forever. This all means something. And once you're disabused of those, you need to find truer, more enduring motives to go on if you can. Quarantine has given us all, and solitude to think, a risk for any individual and a threat to any status quo. People have gotten, people have gotten to have the experience, some of them for the first time in their lives, of being left alone, a luxury usually unavailable even to the wealthy. Relieved of the deforming crush of financial fear and the world's battering demands and expectations, people's personalities have started to assume their true shape. And a lot of them don't want to return to wasting their days in purgatorial purgatorial commutes to the fluorescent lights and dress codes in the middle school politics of the office. Service personnel are apparently ungrateful for the opportunity to get paid not enough to live on by employers who have demonstrated that they don't care whether their workers live or die. More and more people have noticed that some of the basic American axioms that hard work is a virtue, productivity is an end in itself, are all utter BS. I'm remembering those science fiction stories in which someone accidentally sees behind the facade of their blissful false reality to the grim dystopia they actually inhabit. The forces of money and power would certainly like us to forget all about this year and go back to exactly the way things were, like a teacher intoning, All right, class, back to your desks, while the first flurries are falling outside. Maybe we will. Insights, they pass. And habit has a leaden inertia. But a lot of people went very far away over the course of this past year, deep into themselves, and not all of us are going to come all the way back. Maybe this period of seeming dormancy of hibernation has actually been a phase of metamorphosis. Though before caterpillars become butterflies, they first digest themselves, dissolving into undifferentiated mush called the pupil soup. People are at different stages of this transformation. Some are still unformed. Some are already opulently emergent. Some of us may wither on exposure to the air. Escape from the chrysalis is always a struggle. Me? I'm still deep in the mush phase. I'm still watching TV on the couch, 
trying to finish just this one essay, awaiting with vague faith in the force that shapes us, whatever is assembling within. Holy smokes. So that was from an article from The Atlantic magazine by columnist Tim Kreider. What a great job, Tim. Um, that is one of the most honest things I have read in a long time. And I'm sure that there are a lot of you listening right now who have been through and are going through the same thing. And you might be asking yourself, what does that have to do with this podcast? This podcast is about training. Well, that article was about the reason why we train. That article was about the truth. We don't train so that we are going to be more delusional. We train so we find the truth. I don't know about you, but I am reminded daily by how much the pandemic has changed me. I don't think for a second that I'm the same person I was when all this started. If I really examine who I am right now, what has happened since the start of this crazy train we've all been riding and everything I've done to fill the spaces within that? And don't get me wrong, it has not been all puppies and rainbows. This thing has been hard if you have spent the time wisely, though, I think that it has also had huge potential. If you haven't been lured by sitting on that couch and watching TV all day. I know I haven't. I'm not going to say by any stretch this gong show has been good. It has been a dystopic, brutal horror that has made untold millions suffer and millions die. The rest of us have also seen our lives that we thought we had completely rear-ended and changed, likely forever in one way or another. That said, I myself have used a lot of discipline and purposefully used this long year and a half plus to deepen my training, to deepen my meditation, to work on my fitness in new ways and to develop my martial arts and my training and to create in big and small ways. I haven't let myself get drawn back to that couch. Though I have spent some time enjoying it. I've learned a lot about myself and reality that before all of this never would have dawned on me. I've filled my days with a structure I don't know that I had in the same way before this. I've spent more time working on my Zen and in different and deeper ways than ever before. I've focused time on fitness, spending time daily on full body strength workouts, running or cycling, and my own version of yoga five days of the week. 
due to all the things I've had to come up with, teaching online classes and social distanced in person, I've created so much new material that I'm actually blown away for the creative development of different aspects of martial arts and movement that have been now added to what I train and what I'll be teaching when this changes. This includes some completely new ways of training that I'm kind of excited to start teaching to my students. All of this, and I've also learned how to play the violin. And I've gotten pretty darn good, if I do say so myself. I've also found that I spent more time outside of all of that in just being. I've noticed cherry blossoms this spring like I've never noticed before. I feel a kinship to the hummingbird that visits me every day outside of my home office window. I walk the dogs and feel a pre appreciation for just being able to do exactly what I'm doing and being outside and walking. My relationships feel better than ever before. And I look forward to all the little moments of sitting and watching a movie or sitting outside, having a tea like I don't remember ever feeling before. When it comes to the students who have stuck it out through this daunting time with me and each other, I feel inspired by them. I feel immense gratitude for having people who are there for each other and for me. And for those who dropped along the way for whatever reason, I hope that they're doing well and still getting things done. My son Kalis has been a key player in keeping interest up for the online training that I've been doing. And he recently set up a Discord page for us to use for our online classes and discussions about everything and anything. And I feel like we're really onto something there with using technology as something to use to fill space. But not when we're bored, but using it to fill space as its true potential was from the start. For something that helps us and fosters growth and support and a future that we've all dreamt of for a long time and into our present. I'm still trying out trying to figure out how we can keep using the technology as things change and as we move through this. Because honestly, why well, lose something that works? And I think all of this is exciting. Did it suck going through the quarantine? Yeah. But we've also gained a lot. What does the future hold? I don't know. I can guarantee one thing, though. Change. That's it. Life is impermanent, and that means that it always has been. Everything changes, and we cannot think for a second that we can hold on to anything. This isn't something to stress about, though. This is something that we can use to understand how amazing this moment is that you are in right now. It's something to make you realize how special everything that is in your life actually is. It's something to make you realize you can do amazing things if you set yourself up to do so and to grow and to help others grow. I'll tell you something. People talk about wanting to go back to how things were, but honestly, there was a lot that wasn't so golden. The way things were before wasn't so great. Before this, most of us just went through life with blinders on. We consumed and we daydreamed and we didn't live. 
People acted indifferent to others. People lived in a world of greed and selfishness and utter delusion. Of course, some of this won't just go away. I'm not living in some fantasy world where people finally are in the place that it, the world could be. There are still going to be people who don't care about anything other than themselves. And there probably always will be. The pandemic, though, forced us all, or at least many of us, to hit the brakes. To see how grateful we need to be for having a life at all. You missed your jujitsu class? Or going to the movies or travel? Well, good. That means that, that there were and are things in your life that you should be more grateful for. And express gratitude for. And you should express that gratitude for the people in that as well. This means that we need to learn to judge less and to be kind more. We need to be less petty and more compassionate. We need to see our lives for what they are. These things that somehow out of the infinite cosmos somehow beat all the odds and manage to exist. You are here on, I'm here. The question that remains is what are you going to do with it? Sure, you can go back to living a shallow life. Spend it filled up because you think you need to be distracted. This is your life though. Who knows what comes next? Become friends with that hummingbird and talk to that crow. Eat a carrot and be grateful to the farmer who grew it and the worker who picked it and the driver who transported it. And yeah, to the sun for shining and the earth for nurturing it all so you can be alive. Training, it's not about fighting. It's not about hurting other people. It's not about sitting Silently. Training means that we examine our lives. Never before in a hundred years have we been sent to our rooms by life and told to think about what we have done. We have a choice now as that door starts to slowly open to a new day. What are you going to do from here? What kind of life do you want? What is important? Actually important. For me, I think I am just at the start of something bigger than I could have ever expected. I feel like my whole life has brought me to right now as I'm sitting here, right in this moment. As I'm sitting here and I'm laying the foundation for what comes next. And if you're listening to this podcast, you've made it too. I bet if you examine your life since COVID first hit, you will see the changes that have come in your life. It's easy to see them all as negative. It's easy to be drawn in by that couch and TV. But honestly... Pick yourself up and look with new eyes. See what really happened, the profound lessons learned, the person you are now compared to that other one. 
If you're like me, you'll probably wish you could go back in time, especially during the hardest, bleakest days and say, hey, you just wait. This is going to be okay. Just be kind. Just be compassionate. Just be light in the darkness. Support others and be the way. Remember the human cost of all this. Never forget it. But be like the phoenix that's going to rise from the ashes and become something greater. Going on from here is going to take a bit of courage. It's going to take more compassion, though, and more understanding. You don't need to go back to the so-called old way of doing things. Your old normal life is gone. Let it go. I'm saying that you need to let it go. There wasn't nothing all that special about it to start with. And we can all do better. I know I am sure going to try. Otherwise, this whole experience has been a waste of time and a waste of a valuable lesson. And it's a lesson that can make our whole world better. Not just you. So there you go. Let's go on to the question of the week. Question of the week is from Grant. I've seen a lot of videos during the pandemic that say this martial art is good and this one isn't. And I'm wondering if there is any truth to this, that some martial arts are useless while others are more worth our time to train. That's actually a great question. I've seen a rise in these kind of videos too. And honestly, I think they're just clickbait. Actually, they are two things. They're clickbait and they are videos done by people who've been training for two seconds, who honestly need to stop making videos and spend more time just training and being open-minded. I'll give you a little secret if you haven't heard it before. All martial arts are awesome. Every single style is awesome. The thing is, though, individuals make those up. The individual who does the martial art is what either makes it amazing or makes it pointless. I've seen and trained with people and teachers in so many different systems. Sometimes I forget how many I've trained in. And some of them blew me away. And others I've seen have people in them, in those same systems, who don't even look like they're doing the same thing as the person that's amazing. End of the day, though, it doesn't matter. Hopefully, we all train in martial arts as kind of a fantasy. And I say that because hopefully we will never, ever be in a, put in a situation where we have to fight for our lives. Because that's actually what a martial art is about. At its essential reason for being. All of them. They all have combat. So that's their little nibble, I guess. But that's not what the martial art is. Hopefully, we will never be in a situation where we have to fight for our lives. Let's be honest. If this is the case, then, 
the reason why we train is not for what most would think. We aren't, we're not training to actually be fighters. Unless you are, you know, fighting for money, for a living in the ring, you're not training to fight. We aren't training to harm another person. So then why are we training? Well, that means we're training to become better people. We are training to live better lives. We are training to develop ourselves and to help others. And if that's the case, that means we need to examine what the actual things and the takeaways that we get from our training. So are we training and developing our ego? Are we training and becoming mean? Are we cruel? Or are we learning to let go? Are we training to be compassionate? Are we learning through our martial arts to care about others, to judge less, to be a good friend, to be good to every single person we come across, whether we think them as friends or enemies? And I know it's hard. <laughs> Believe me. It's easier to believe tough is important. It's easier to believe that you are right about everything and everybody else is wrong. It's easier to believe that being the best is important. That my school is the best and that one sucks. <laughs> it's easier to believe that you're right and everyone else is wrong. Training in the martial arts... The right way, though, makes us see that all paths are correct and are headed up the same mountain. It's just the way that you get up that mountain that's different. I'd hope that if you listen to this podcast, you know that you should develop an open and yet discriminating mind. Try new things, but be able to cut through the BS and the delusion of others and yourself especially. All martial arts are great. All styles have something that they can teach you. And you need to be open to it and to take what is useful from everything that crosses your path and truly understand it and make it your own. So there you go. I hope that answers your question. And with that, I think we're going to draw things to an end. So... Be sure to check us out on Facebook. We are also on Instagram. Give us a five-star review if you haven't. Let your friends know about the podcast. And check out the Warriors Way Online Training Program. Send me a message and we can help you get going there. Go to our website at www.warriorsway.ca. Oh, and one last thing before I forget, if you like what I do here, I've written some books. So head on over. You can pick one up on Amazon. You can get it for your Kobo. You can get it for your Kindle. You get a paper version. There's a few of them to choose from. So until next time, folks, train hard, have fun, and be a good friend. Let's make this world a better place. Thanks. Thanks.